Hey guys, happy Friday. It's officially a grilled cheese and rosé kind of day. Welcome to another episode, which I like to say conversation, where we dedicate to love, life, and self. I am Brittany Nicole, and this is a new conversation that I have with a dear friend of mine, Mike Ivey. I wanted to give you a heads up that the sound is a little funky, but it's such a great conversation, such a great episode, so many nuggets, so much perspective that I really think that you'll enjoy. So I hope that you share it, and I hope that you listen all the way until the end because like the nuggets at the like last 10 minutes, oh my gosh explosion of the brain so anyways here's the conversation all right guys welcome to another episode of grilled cheese and rosé we are about to have a conversation kind of excited about this I always say that you guys know I always say that because I look forward to these conversations um I look forward to this conversation with my dear friend um Mike Ivy uh would you like to say hello to the people hello people (laughs) okay that was simple enough (laughs) Um, so little thing about, uh, Mike and I, which is so funny, Mike and I, um, so we actually have not physically met. We met via Instagram probably a couple years ago, like two years ago. And we've just like connected intellectually, um, conversations. We've kind of had check-ins with each other just to see how each other, you know, how life is, how life is progressing. And, when I wanted to have this conversation about, you know, discovering how to um, listen when a man is speaking, and I already know some women are cringing, especially you feminists <laughs> are cringing, but listen, listen, listen. Um, I knew that Mike would be um, just such a great, um, a great man for this conversation. And I would like to kind of, before we get into the conversation, I would like to preface this conversation um, with the fact that every man is different. So there's going to be things that are going to be from his perspective and what he feels. This doesn't apply to every single man in the world. So let's not take, um, let's take it for value for sure, but let's not take it to, it applies to everyone. And then also the other thing is that I want to make sure that um, you guys understand my heart for one, that this is not about equality or that you need to shut up and listen. This is not where I'm coming from. This is about really having a conversation and being able to discover the power in listening to the men in our lives um, without dismissing their feelings or their thoughts or their concerns, especially when they're in the midst of expression. So now that I got that all out the way, let's talk about Mike. So Mike, where are you from and what do you do? I am from Cleveland, Ohio. Born and raised on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. I am a barber by trade. I am a barber instructor. And I am a professional people pusher. Professional people pusher. Yeah, the push. Is that like P, P, and P? <laughs> like, was that just, yeah, there's three P's, right? Professional three people P's. pusher. Yes, I three push Three P's. People. Yep. Okay. Elaborate on that a little bit. Um. I I believe in endless possibilities. I don't believe, mm. I mean, anybody that I encounter or have encountered um, just in life or being a, a, a teacher or whatever the case may be, like, I believe that anything that anyone wants to do, no matter how um, outlandish it may seem to other people, I believe that anybody could do anything they want to do. I know it's kind of a cliche when people say you could do anything you want to do, but I really believe that. But you really can. Yeah. And I really believe it. So the reason I say that I push people is because a lot of times, even though it's things that people say they want to do, I have to push. I feel like it's my duty to push them to believe in themselves or to try or to try harder or to not give up, just push 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 people sometimes it aggravates people sometimes (laughs) it aggravates people and they um appreciate it in the end i love it all right so let's get to the juicy stuff um what's your relationship status (laughs) currently in search of 
what? First of all, I really thought you were going to hit me with the, like, the typical, you know, single separated divorce options. <laughs> but typical. I like the fact. <laughs> well, well, no, because, you know, typically when it's like relationship status, it's like divorce, single, separated. You know, I you typically, first of all, you typically, you rarely hear men say in search of, <laughs> like their relationship status is in search of dot, dot, dot. That's it. With the dot. <laughs> exactly. With the dot, dot, dot. So let's get to the dot, dot, dots. What areas do you find attractive in a woman? Smart. Able to hold a conversation, but in a lot of different areas. Somebody okay. that I could uh, converse with. But, you know, we can jump around. You yeah. Know, every conversation doesn't have to be uptight. You know, talking about, you know, the state of the, the the current state of the world, politics. But if we go there, I would like to be able to have that conversation. But gotcha. just as well as I would like to, you know, have conversations about things like that. I like to have conversations about some of the not so uptight things as well. You know, somebody yeah. that I really could talk about anything with and somebody that can, you know, enlighten me, you know, they can turn me on to different things that could show me a different perspective on certain things. Somebody that I don't feel like in the meeting of a uh, in a meeting of the minds that I'm going to constantly outwit them. You know, somebody that's going to keep me on my toes and make me work in that area. That's important. Hmm. You know, of course, physical attraction is of course important, but yeah, that and somebody that's honest. Those probably like the top two things. Okay. Yeah. If you had to add two more, what would you add? Uh, that were like throw-ins, like bonuses. Two more. Open-minded. Okay. Know, somebody that's open-minded. Because I think when it comes to understanding me, I'm a tall order. <laughs> okay. And I think somebody that's not on the quest to try to figure me out. Now, that's an interesting statement. Now, elaborate on that before we get, because now you, I don't want to get sidetracked from the right. conversation, but that's interesting. What do you mean that's not on the quest to figure, that's not on the quest to figure you out? Yeah. Not what yet. does that mean? Um, don't try to figure me out. Like, let it happen. You let mean like preconceived notions or like, um, like, almost trying to make it seem like you are predictable is that what you mean like or no like no you know, it's like sometimes when you meet people i know i i encounter this a lot you know um i i have people tell me that they can't get a read on me like i really can't get a read on you like mm -hmm. don't just relax and let it happen just relax that's interesting that's because you know that's difficult for most women. I absolutely do. <laughs> that's that's interesting. why it's on the list. Yeah, that's that's difficult, and I don't. Okay, so we won't go there. We won't go there uh, on this conversation. Just write so, that like in a little side <laughs> note, and then at right, some point, I'm gonna look, go back to it. Yes, we're gonna go back to that. So okay, so you know this isn't. I know I, because I know you. I know that you look for someone who has their own mind and opinion and who has goals of their own. Right. So it's not like you're looking for, um, because even in your, you know, list, you talked about intellect and you talked about being able to have a conversation and, and in order to have a conversation, you have to have an opinion. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So where do you think the line has crossed from women as a whole wanting to have a voice and have an opinion to not listening it's it's uh it's a couple of different i guess ways that i've seen this rear its head i mean i've had women say you're not my father you know i guess it's like women i don't want to generalize and say women but some. i've encountered some women mm -hmm. you know in real time that you know have said have used that statement like you're not my father like but i guess it's like women some women don't want men to feel like they have too much authority over them and 
Gotcha. Listening to somebody doesn't necessarily mean you you're handing over all the authority. Yeah, for sure. You know, but I've I've heard it come out in them ways a lot. Um, I hear women talk about um them being independent, and I think that some women may think that listening to a man takes a shot at their independence. You know, which in my mind it doesn't. Because I always look at it like we play for the same team. Yeah. You know, but those are the two ways. So how does that make you feel? Just even thinking about those things, like as far as whether there's a disconnect with their father or not wanting to feel like there is authority, male authority over them. um, Or just the, even the, even the disconnect of defining that listening doesn't mean you have authority, right? Right. How how does that make you feel when you encounter, as a man, when you encounter, especially because you're in search of dot, dot, dot. Don't forget the dot. (laughs) Right? Don't forget the dot. You're in search of, how does that make you feel when you encounter a woman that you want her to have an opinion? You want her to have her own and to be you know unique and to have her own identity however she there's a disconnect between her ability to listen when you express or speak how does that make you feel so i'm not big on comic books but i know it's a character i don't remember his name but he could turn himself into like fire Mm, okay that's how i feel the resistance it, it just burns me up. It just burns me up. Like not listening. It it burns me up because it's like, just listen. Even if you don't fully accept what I'm saying, even if you don't fully agree with what I'm saying, even if you don't take what I'm saying and run with it, at least just listen. Just give me a chance to complete my thought. Give me a chance to get it out. You know, sometimes that's, a problem as well it's like you're already responding to what i'm saying or cutting my statement short and you didn't even hear my complete thoughts yet yeah so it's like yeah it it burns me up it burns me up It, it it draws a wedge you know in those relationships and not just you know man woman relationships relationships with me and my daughters relationships with you know, I have five nieces. I got four sisters. Mm-hmm. I have daughters. Like, so even in all of these relationships, like, yeah, I have to take a breath. I have to take deep breaths. And I have to, a lot of times, ask these women, like, can you please just allow me to get my whole thought out first before you either shut down shut me down or cut me off you know yeah you know i when i thought about this topic i thought you know because i have a lot of like male friends that we've had conversations about this very thing i've had open forums where this has been a conversation where i've tried to be very intentional about allowing men to have a platform without women being so quick to interject, right? Right. Because we have a tendency to do that. And one of the things that I realized is that it's hard for, it's hard for us to listen when we feel that our emotions or our feelings matter more than yours. So the interjection of we hear a few words or we call or we pick, we pull out certain things mm-hmm. and we automatically have a response for the words, but not the thought. Right? right. So the thought is the complete sentence. The thought is me finishing my statement or me, you know, you finishing your expression or how something made you feel, or you weren't in agreement with something. That's the thought. But we're not responding to the thought. We're responding to we didn't like the way you said those few words, or right. we that's didn't the, like. <laughs> that's the one. That's one of them right there. I get that one a lot. The way you said it. Yeah. Does that make a difference? Well, you know. So I'll say this, Mike. I think I do think that there's a way that you can deliver something, right? 
However, I do is a there should be a bucket of grace for people that you are connected to. Like if my father were to say something to me, there's a bucket he is allowed if he says something that may not be in his typical tone or that may be in a very aggressive or very direct or very whatever tone. Maybe it's not the way that I like it, but because he's close to me or my brothers, or if I was in a relationship, there's certain people that get a bucket of grace that I know the intent is not necessarily in the way that it's being delivered. So I can listen to what's being said because there's either correction or expression or whatever the case may be that may be happening. But I do feel like as people, we do have a responsibility to be mindful of how we say things because it's an approach. It's almost like presentation, right? If you're Mm -hmm. getting all dressed up, if somebody invites you somewhere, right? And say, man, we're going to have a we're going to you know go out and we're gonna have a nice dinner and they give you the address and you show up to the address right and it's this raggedy like hut now mind you they didn't give you a whole description (laughs) of giving you a presentation of you know we're gonna do this blah 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 whatever the case may be right right? and you show up and it's this the presentation can throw you off right even though inside is the nice dinner and maybe even a root, you know, a, a nice city view, but the outside throws you off that you can't even get to the inside. Sometimes your tone is the presentation. Right. Now, Does that make you, sense? Yes. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bucket of grace. That's a good way to put it. And I feel like with these people, I feel like I've earned that. I feel like my reputation for being a thinker, my reputation Mm -hmm. for employing logic, and this is one, especially with my family, even, you know, my mother, my daughters, my sisters, this is one. My numbers, and I ask them all, and they hate when I ask them this question, how often or have i ever led you wrong have i ever told you anything wrong you know i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. about the things that i say and if i'm not sure about what i'm saying or about something that i'm telling you i'm gonna start off by telling you i'm not sure but here's what i think but if i'm sure and i know what i'm talking about i'm gonna give it to you right and exact and I'm very, 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 very rarely off. So with you knowing, you know, when I tell you something, it's Mm -hmm. very rare that I'm off or that I'm wrong or that I'm, you know, off kilter in any type of way. That should allow me that bucket of grace. For sure. In my mind. For sure. I also think that um, it's important for us as a whole, like as women, to track records and not a moment right right we like i think about a race right so if a sprinter starts off and maybe he didn't start off um he didn't come out the gate like he didn't come out the start the right way he can catch up and you know maybe you know a quarter into whatever into the race right Right. if majority of his race his his stretch was him being consistent him being in his in his flow, him catching, you get what I'm yeah. saying, him breathing right, whatever. What we have a, a tendency, and the reason why I say we is because I'm going to include just as women, and it's not every single woman because it's not me, but sometimes we as women have a tendency to be like, you ain't start. <laughs> and it's fortunate because that's what we'll do. Wow. We'll say now, regardless, regardless of the fact that you were consistent in the race and you you maintain your breathing, you maintain your speed, you were all you expressed yourself, you communicate, you did all of that, we will say our it's almost like our minds will point back to the fact, well you didn't start right. Yeah. You came you came out the start slow, <laughs> right? Yeah. Without giving and a lot of that bucket of grace is remembering track record right Mm -hmm. and not moments remember the whole like if you've been with somebody for a year or you know you're talking about your father or your brother look at the track record that 
there's an opportunity. For one, we're human. So people are not always going to be on. They're not going to always be right. They're also not going to always be what you need for them to be. So there will be a moment that people around you let you down, that men let you down. That's a moment, not their track record. Yeah, but yeah, but don't throw the baby but out. What? No, no, no. Don't but throw the baby what? out with the bathwater, ladies. <laughs> and I, I agree with you. That's why we're having this conversation because I, I want women to be able to connect with there's value and power in in allowing a man to be heard in a moment and over and in your life and to speak into your life right. and to listen. So value. The listen. It's a value so for man, sure. So men want to be valued. Yeah, for but sure. The, one of the biggest things, maybe the biggest thing, you know, women say, what does a woman want? You know, that's a big question. Do men know what women want? Do women know what men want? Mm-hmm. Right? That's a question. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. women say, you know, what do we want? You know, we want to be loved. We want We want affection you know it's it's a laundry list of things you know depending mm-hmm. on the woman but mm-hmm. you know do women know what men want do women even care what men want you know not the typical things that some women think that men want you know yeah but do do women really get you know beyond surface level with that question so men want to be valued and men want to be respected so when you're not, someone isn't listening to you, someone isn't paying you any attention, somebody's ignoring you, uh, somebody's not taking your advice, uh, somebody's not taking direction from you, especially when they know and when you know that you have their best interests at heart, you can feel yeah. value. You can feel not disrespected, but not very respected not saying you yeah. feel like she's being disrespectful but you don't definitely don't feel like she has a high level of respect or regard for you or your a man doesn't yeah. feel like he's respected in any arena yeah the turnout it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a good turnout yeah you know let's talk about this so i was a little reluctant but i feel very confident to bring this up and i know you know some people may Feel like you know I'm I may be potentially out of line, but I'm not. I just need y'all to really hear me for the next five <laughs> for the next two minutes, okay? But because you brought that up and you talked about men wanting to feel valued, and you also brought up that when a man doesn't feel valued when he speaks or when he's offering his advice or he's expressing how that can turn into a negative situation, right? Yes, absolutely. I don't know if you um you I don't know if you did or not, but when Madam G say Madam CJ Walker, the Netflix series, did you see it? I didn't get all the way through it. Okay. So before I start this story, I thought it was phenomenal. Right. I okay. thought it was a phenomenal. I think it was four or six episodes. It was great. I actually wish they would have added more um, detail so that it would have been longer because it was really well scripted and directed and produced. Exceptional. Right. Mm-hmm. What I want to pull out is she is and she became so successful. Right. Yeah. In the process of her success, she had a man that was willing to support her from behind, right? Right. Who wanted to add more value and more, um, just just more value and more benefit to her business by being more present with her, right? Yes. She was she was more focused on this is my business. This is what I want to do. This is my brand. This is you know this is what I got going on. That when they were in a meeting. Now, he was the guy who did all of the ads. He he was the one that, you know, drew, you know, at that time they didn't have computers. So everything was like drawn out, hand drawn. Mm-hmm. So he was the marketing agency for her. Right. And they were in a meeting and he actually, well, actually, let me, before that meeting, he said it was a um, meeting with men with all, she wanted investors. And he said, hey, let me go, let me go with you or let me go. Because at that time, you know, men talk to men. It wasn't a it wasn't a situation. Right. He wasn't trying to downplay her. He was actually trying to help her, like get this for you, right? right? And she was like, "Nah, I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this my way." 
which she ended up getting it. But Mike, she made it so much harder for herself because Mm. she did not want to use her husband. Now, mind you, they listened to her in that moment, but she didn't get the investment. She didn't get what she was looking from. I mean, let's just, you know, give it from an episode standpoint. Let's say it was episode one that she met with them. She didn't get the investment until like episode four. Right. Okay. Now, mind you, if she had allowed her husband to speak for her, use what he was trying to give her, she probably would have gotten it first episode. But she wanted that moment. There was another situation where he wanted to do more. He wanted to add more value. And she said something to the effect, you are, you just do my ads. Oh, he's just the ad guy. And she said that in front of people. Wow. Right? So... I say this, ladies, to give you, and I, I oh, once again, I love the Netflix series. I love what Madam C, and this is not to bring down Madam C.J. Walker. I know probably feel like, how could you even bring her up? But what I'm, what I want to do is because I, a lot of women watch that because she's such the epitome of being an entrepreneur and being a female businesswoman and all of that kind of stuff. But sometimes we can make things harder on ourselves because we don't want to listen to the men in our life because we don't essentially, we don't almost want to give them a share in the value of our life. Yeah. But you got to understand, use your resources. And if you have a resource sitting on the couch right beside you, why would you neglect to use it? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't get it. And it goes back to something I said earlier that I always say. We play for the same team. Yeah. We play for the same team. Like, we're not opponents. We play for the same team. You know, so if I tell you something wrong, it's not only going to affect you, it's going to affect me as well. Which means I'm going to try my best not to tell you anything wrong or not to steer you wrong. You know, and women also have to understand it's a two, it it goes both ways. You know, not only do I want to be able to tell you certain things, guide you, direct you in certain ways, but I'm going to be looking for the same thing from you. Yeah. You know, so it's not, and I'm not going to look at you and tell you, well, you're not my mother. You can't tell me what to, no, 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 no. (laughs) Not what I'm going to say. Yeah. I'm looking for it. I invite it. I understand. It's necessary. I need that sometimes. I need somebody that can, you know, advise me in a certain way or something that they may have done before or it's something that, you know, uh, um, you know, something they may have a different perspective on. You know, sometimes when you, you're moving, you have tunnel vision. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're not looking to your left or looking to your right. You're just looking straight. You may have that person that's right beside you that may see something different that you don't see. I don't want you to withhold that information. Give it to me. I'm asking for it. I'm inviting it. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to listen. One thing about me is I'm going to ask. I'm going to seek advice. I'm going to seek guidance, you know, from a woman, especially a woman. Especially a woman. I think I... I seek out advice for women. I'm sure that I do. I'm not even going to say I think. I'm sure that I seek out advice from women way more so than I seek out advice from my male counterparts. Absolutely. Okay. Why do you think that is? Part of it is probably because I'm a mama's boy. (laughs) You know, so a lot of my raising, most of me being raised and reared was by my mother. You know, so that was my first advisor. The person that, you know, still one of my my closest advisors, you know, my, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the person that guided me. So and I think women, I don't know, it's like they, they're more patient. Women are more patient in conversations. I'm not going to say all women. Like I say, it's, it's hard to have these conversations because it sounds like, you know, you're generalizing. But I found that a lot of women are more patient, you know than men when it comes to to giving advice or when it comes to um you know giving out guidance you know gotcha. and it's just like just over the course of the years of my life and I had a conversation with you know a few of my friends that I've grown up with you know that I go back to 
you know, six, seven, eight years old with. And it was like most of the we were talking about school and what we learned in school and what point did we get to in school where we stopped learning. And all of the teachers that we talked about were women. But we were talking about different teachers that had a huge impact on us, not just with reading and writing and math, but just life, like things that they taught us, you know, values, morals, you know, guidance, you know, it was women. It was all women, you know, so it's like, I don't know, it's something deeply rooted in me somewhere where majority of the time, if I'm looking for or if I'm seeking something out, I'm probably, you know, 70% of the time, I'm probably going to look for that from a woman. So it's interesting that you say that because it gets me thinking about even more just how powerful it can be as women to be able to listen to to you guys um, because it's almost that you got not as not everybody, but a lot of men look to women, mothers, aunts, grandma. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're in a relationship and why your wife your girlfriend, you look for a form of validation or a form of security and a form of nurturing because, you know, we, we talked about earlier, you know, women, we look for security and stability, but, but so do you guys, it just looks different. Right. right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so when I think about when I'm listening to you talk about just how you growing up with your mom. And then also, I love the fact that you say she's now, she still continues to be an advisor. I love the fact that you put your mom in an advisory (laughs) role, so to speak, board. Exactly. She's on the advisory board of your life, which I love. It just allows me to connect even more the power and also the detriment that could happen when as a, as a bowl, as a whole, women are not listening if we're constantly interrupting and we're constantly invading with our feelings and making it feel like what we are going through and what we feel matter more they don't they're equally the same they are the same type of feelings and emotions and thoughts and opinions one doesn't matter more than the other there is a power in being able to listen to both sides and hear me. We're not talking about men listening to women yet. We are talking about the power of women being able to have a silent moment to allow space for a man to give advice, to be himself, to express because he's essentially who he is, is looking for that from us. So when I think about, when I go back to thinking about how you said you are, you become fiery, it's almost because it's like, damn, I'm trying to like get you. I just need you to listen for a second. (laughs) Just listen for a second. So it's almost like you become heated because what I'm seeking from you, you can't even simply provide in five minutes. However, you need something, but then you turn around and you need something from me, but you need me to listen. That's got to be tough for you, for me. Listening, not, sometimes it's like not even listening. I'm talking, but you're not listening. You're picking parts out of what I'm saying to formulate your response. So you're not even fully taking in or grasping anything that I'm saying. You're pulling out key words, key phrases, (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. you're formulating your response to those key words and key phrases. You're not listening. You're yeah. not listening. Just please listen. And then you hear women say, you never open up to me because you don't listen. <laughs> yeah. You don't listen to mm-hmm. me. Like, how can I? Why would I? I don't think you're going to be listening anyway. Mm, 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 mm. you know or so hmm? oh sorry go ahead no 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 yeah or i thought you was listening and then when you repeated back what you heard was not what i said it was your rendition of what i said yeah still not so being a good listener is being able to understand what is being said period like there's no comma (laughs) there's no like and then having a response is like period right yes 
my father taught me uh, years ago uh, when I was probably in my like uh, early teens. He said, everyone has um, their own definition of the same words, whether it's through life experiences, whether it's through, uh, you know, books or information or research that they've read, whatever the case may be, um, it has cultivated and defined these certain words. So when you have two people that come together and they could use the same word, but understand it differently, right? So what I understood when I got older and especially when I was in relationships, I, I adopted the habit of listening, right? right. Just lis- listening for understanding to understand what is being said and then I will ask a question. Can you tell me what you meant by when you said X, Y, Z? So that I, because I'm listening for understanding, right? right? I'm not listening to define, to listen to what you said and define it by what I think you said. And I get on my son about that all the time. Stop, stop responding to what you think I am saying. Respond to what I said, what right? What I said, yes. What I've said. And so being able, I think it would be important for us as as women and some people in some women who have trouble with feeling like we are handing over authority or handing over power because we're you know listening to you i think it's important that before we respond that we listen more and we um and we respond in a way to seek understanding and it's like if you were to say like matter of fact you said it earlier you said um god what was that i said i was gonna make a note and you said it earlier in the conversation about um god why is it not coming to me anyways you said something and i said and i asked you to elaborate on it because i wanted more understanding i heard what you said but because i didn't want my what i thought in my definition to be tagged onto what you said i asked for you to elaborate and i think it would be important for us to kind of offer a moment like in in those conversations to show you guys that hey we're listening and I value what you're saying enough to ask you what did you mean by that right so that's it active is it called active listening yes active listening active yep. listening <clears throat> is okay so to seek clarity on what you feel like you're hearing that's part of active listening right Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what it is. Somebody needs to create some bullet points <laughs> for the ladies. Active listening, <laughs> bullet points. And this is what active listening consists of and some bullet points of these things are not a part of active listening. You know, seek clarity. Yeah. If you don't get it or if some or if somebody tells you if you do repeat something back and somebody says no that's not what i meant or that's not how i meant that please don't fight them on it allow them to elaborate allow them to break it down don't fight them on it you know i've seen that too telling somebody like no that's not what i meant by that or that's not what i was saying and they want to fight me tooth and nail and tell me yeah that's exactly what you meant no it's not (laughs) it's not what i meant if you would just relax for a second, I'm going to tell you what oh I meant. Yeah. You know, because things can be misinterpreted. Things can be yeah. lost in translation, you know, in face-to-face conversations. Definitely in this text message world that we live in. Yeah, Things sure. can definitely be lost in translation, you know. So, sure. yeah, active listening and, you know, not turning things into a power struggle. And not feeling like relinquishing power, you know, but in order to receive, you have to give up something, you know, it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less independent. You know, it doesn't make, you know, the other person, it, it, like I say, in in relationships, it always flips, you know, even in, you know, with my oldest daughter, the relationship flips, especially now that. You know, she's 19, almost 20 years old on the fast track to adulthood. You know, she's still a teenager now, but, you know, it it flips. 
of course, I'm the father. Of course, I'm always going to be the authority figure. But there has been times where is the advisor or she sees something in a certain way or she may even ask me a question that, that piques my intellect in a certain way, you know, and makes yeah. me look at things differently. You know, she's at that age now where it's like, hey, you know, dad, you know, that's not right. Or, you know, did you ever think about it like this? Or did you ever look at it like that? Or you should try this. And this is coming from my daughter. Yeah. You know, but I have to be open. I'm not going to take everything she say and run with it. But, you know, I have to be open, you know, because yeah. I know my daughter. I know that she's very, you know, well read, very intelligent. You know, I know certain things about my child that it's like I have to listen. So, you know, it flips, you know, sometimes you have to give somebody else the baton. Sometimes you have to, you know, give somebody else, you know, tag somebody in. It's not giving up the authority, but, you know, it, it starts with not listening. But I don't know that it, the wedge that that draws, you know, between people, it, it's hard to come back from if ever you can come back from it. Like it just it, it builds, you know, walls between people you know when you constantly trying to as a man you know you constantly trying to help somebody you feel like you're trying to help somebody you know and it's like they're just being resistant to it you know it can make you angry me it makes me angry you know some people it can push you away you know you can push a man away you know just yeah putting up so much resistance resistance that's a really <laughs> that's a really good word because whoever who wants to con who wants to be in a relationship where there's constantly resistance yes. like i mean just kind of think about that for a second like who yeah. wants to be in a loving healthy relationship um it, whether it's family or if it's you know romantic where there's constantly resistance because there's this internal and external power struggle of being heard right and really you know, I'm always, I got to take it, you know, I got to take it internal and deep for a second. A lot of these things are really not having to do with us as adults. There's things that we didn't get as children exactly. and as child. Exactly. So whether we weren't allowed to express ourselves, whether we, um, we felt like we weren't heard or the fact that, you know, we were taught that, you know, don't trust a man or a man can't give you anything or make sure you have your own, whatever that is. Or even as men, like men don't cry, like you need to suck it up. Whatever those yeah. things that we were taught as kids, they do translate into these phenomenons and these issues that we have right now as a whole, because this isn't just in the black community. This is in women and men, period. Right. The way that we communicate with each other is is off. We haven't quite learned it yet. Um, it's almost like, well, it, it's almost like talking different languages, right? And no one is willing to learn Japanese and no one's willing to learn um, Spanish, right? right? It's like, no, you need to, uh, like, you need to understand Spanish and that's <laughs> like, and that's it. Right, yeah. And, and that's it. I'll understand a little bit of like, hi, hello, goodbye in Japanese, but I'm not willing to do all of that other stuff. And, you know, I talked about last, last week, communication and communication is so important and listening is a part of effectively communicating. Right. You now, cannot effectively go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. If mm -hmm, that communication piece, it, it's it's so vital. Mm -hmm. It's so vital. And effective communication, it just it smooths things out. You know, it doesn't make things perfect. It's no way to make things perfect. But having that open open line of communication, man, it it helps you avoid so many roadblocks so as a man thought if you not if you're not listening to me who are you listening to mm. Mm. that's good who are you listening that's to that's something yeah your girlfriends are <laughs> why why yeah why her now explain yeah. to me why her and not me that's good I, I'm, you know, I would, 
those are the things that I I'd like to know. Like why her and not me? Yeah. And I would like to take it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm listening. I would like to take it even a, deeper with that is figure like the why her is going to be di- deeper than the person that you're with. It's going to be deeper because if you didn't grow up with a father or if you didn't grow up with men or you only grew up around women, there's automatically a dismissal of value for men. Um, like already at your at your foundation, at your at a base level, you have grown up with not understanding the value and the importance and in a home or in your life. Unless you had like coaches or you played basketball or whatever, and you had male, you know, mentors or a male teacher or whatever the case may be that kept things pure. Right. Don't you don't to underline that. Exactly. That's definitely a, a very big underline that kept yeah. things pure. You don't have a value. And so that man, Mike, that's a really if I'm not if I'm a woman and I'm not listening to the men in my life and I choose to listen to the females or my friends or people that may have not even accomplished or even understand, because there's things that men just understand that we don't, period. We under, we know a lot, just like there's things that women understand that men don't. So that's why we offer benefit and value to each other. Right. So if I'm, cho- if I'm choosing to not listen to the men in my life, but I'm okay with listening to the women in my life. There is something in my fi- in my foundation that wasn't added. It's almost like there's something in the cement mix that was left out. And that doesn't mean that you can't recover it. That doesn't mean that you can't regain it or heal it or learn or research or develop it now. It just means that you have to go back and become aware of, oh, okay, they forgot to add an extra cup of whatever, right? Yeah. All right, let me figure out how do I add this now that I'm 45 or 47 or 32? How do I now add this into my way of life? Because I do know that there is a benefit of having a man in my life and his words more than sex or more than financial covering there's more to him than that i just didn't get it when i was quote unquote supposed to get it that doesn't mean that you can't ever have it right yeah and i agree with that i mean and that that's um i mean it's the same it's almost well not even almost it's really the same thing that i was saying about me personally you know yeah I, i seek advice from women because yeah. most of my life, you know, from my mother to my primary caretakers, my school teachers, and, you know, me being the age that I am, you know, I'm from the age where, you know, teachers were, teachers hadn't been stripped yet of their authority. Yeah. You know, teachers have, hadn't been stripped yet, you know, so I'm from, mm-hmm. you know, the era where, you know, from nine eight thirty in the morning to three thirty in the afternoon you know miss rodriguez my third grade teacher that was my mother yeah she had all of the authority <laughs> that my mother had right <clears throat> yelling at me to putting her hands on me if necessary <laughs> you know she had all of that authority so it's like yeah with me growing up like that and not having a lot of uh male interaction you know my stepfather was like in and out more out than in my father wasn't in at all my grandfather was always present physically you know and that was my first time encountering somebody that was present physically but still wasn't there you know my grandfather lived right in the house with my grandmother but he was a mystery we barely even knew what his voice sounded like unless we heard him talking to my grandmother because he didn't talk to us. Wow. You know, and that's crazy. And people think that I'm exaggerating when I say that, but we're older now and my grandfather has come around, which is crazy. You know, that my grandfather's like 88 years old. So I say when he was around 70 is when he came around and started to actually talk his grandkids and his kids you know so 
my younger cousins and my children know granddaddy as a talker and somebody to sit around and laugh. But wow. us in my generation, we make jokes about how granddad didn't used to talk to us and how he didn't refer to any of us by our name. He called everybody that gal or that boy. And my no matter who he was talking about, some kind of way, my grandmother always knew which gal or which boy he was talking about. Wow. He never called anybody by their name. He never spoke to us. He never bounced us on his knee. He never anything. And he lived right there in the house. And we all, at some point in time, have lived in that house with him and my grandmother. Everybody on my mother's side of the family has lived in that house for months or years or in and out of that house. Granddad ain't talked to none of us. My grandmother did the talking. Even if he had something to say, he would say it to her, and then she would say it to us. Wow. You know, even all the way down to stop making noise because y'all going to wake me up and I work third shift. My grandfather never yelled down the stairs and said, cut out all that noise. My grandmother would say, y'all better cut out all that noise before y'all wake Dan up. It was my grandmother. It was my mother. Like I say, it was my teacher. So I can relate to women not, you know, having male figures in their life, you know, but we got to grow. Yeah, that's We got to grow. I, I ended do. up with a mentor and I didn't get a male mentor until I was 35, 36 years old. But us having this conversation, I'm starting to think like, why is that? Why is that? Because I never yeah. gravitated to, to, you know, to men. To men. I never gravitated to men. And in meeting him, I was reluctant. You know, it was a lot of other guys that, you know, the, the owner of the barber college that I went to that used to praise him and tell me, like, you know, how smart he was, how down to earth he was, how much impact that he had on their life. And I used to be like, I'm 33, 34, 35 years old. Like at this point in my life, what man do I need to meet? Right. I mean, it would be cool to meet him, but I don't think that it's necessary for me to have a man in my life right now at 35 years old. But I was wrong. Because once I got the opportunity to meet him and we started to develop a relationship, it was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. God, that's Mike, man. But we are a product of our environment. And because of that, we have it like, it's almost like we only think about forward, right? And I do think, I think you need to press forward. We need to grow. We need to research. We need to look ahead. We need to plan ahead. But there, it's really important in the process of self-discovery and defining who we are that we um, walk back and kind of view some of the scenes and, co- and some of the trailers and some of the things that were played out in our life because they do define who we are as adults. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things, even with my father, like, you know, my father and I had a very shaky um, progression in our, in our relationship. So right. we were, I would say from probably like 10 to 14, I hated my father, like with a passion. Like I did, I hated my father. Then we grew closer. He was actually the only person in my, um, in the, in the hospital room when I had my son, he was there until I had my son. He has been the only one that has been as far as like, you know, male figure in my life that has been such a pillar. However, what I had to learn is that I still had daddy issues as an adult. Now, two the, things. Go ahead. One, do you know my daughter, my daughter, my 19-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. told me that she had, like, and me and my 19-year-old, like, super close. Yeah. Super close. You know, she told me she had, like, a three-year, like, I say middle school. She told me, like, her middle school year, she did not like me. Yeah, you just saying that like just brought that like I'm like is that common with girls and their fathers like I'm like what you know I think it I think it all depends on the 
I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what your daughter needed from you versus what I needed from my father, if it's the same or different, or it's, or if it's a common for preteens to teenage girls to have this disconnect with but their father. But there was I, a I'm need not there. sure. Then I probably there wasn't. wasn't. There you go. Okay. That That's what I'm, and that's what, so there's, there's something that, that girls need, just like there's something that boys need from their mom. Right. And if it's not met, you have a resist, like, it's just like when you feel resistance, when you're not being hurt and you go into like anger or distance or dis- disconnect or detach, that's across the board with humans. Right. right? So I had a real, I remember my mom and she brought this to my attention. And matter of fact, in my first book, I wrote about it where I asked my mom why she married my dad. And I think I was like 10 or 11. And I was really like questioning, like, why would you marry that man? Right, <laughs> like, that's yeah. how I kind of asked right. it. And so she was, she was kind of taken back because I was the kid that always asked the kind of like off the wall questions, right. so to speak. But I was dead serious because I really, I needed the type of um, child that I was, I needed affection and I needed love and care from my father. And my father wasn't that way. Um, because he never got that. So therefore right, he couldn't yeah. provide something that he didn't have. So I will talk, matter of fact, I have another episode that I'm going to be doing. And I really want you guys to tune in and listen to that because I'll talk about a defining moment in my life where I was able to look at my parents as a man and a woman. So anyways, we'll get to, we'll get to that in another episode, but me talking to my father, there are certain moments, um, that were that I remember 10 to 14. I can't really remember why right. I was why I hated him or how I displayed my my and hate is a very strong word. Like, but I, I remember feeling that deeply of this I don't want to say disgust, but of hatred towards my right. father. And so anyhow, processing through that as a young girl and then growing having my son when I was 18. Um, my father and I had another disconnect when I was about 19 and then we reconnected. I mean, we, we were talking throughout this whole time. Right. right. But we reconnected around probably 21, 22. And then he apologized for a lot of things that had happened when I was like 23. Right. Right. That's when we really began to have a conversation. Now, mind you, I got daddy issues the whole time. No. Matter of fact, I was in a relationship <laughs> for from 19 to 22 Right. Right. Now, what that did in the point that I'm getting to is the way that my father and I talk to each other. If you're listening in, a matter of fact, I had one of my male friends. He was in the office one time when my father and I were talking. He was like, man, y'all really like go at it. But y'all like he was like, you can tell y'all love each other so much. Now, I can't take that same type of conversation or tone that I have with my father. I had to learn that that I can't take that into a relationship. Right. Because the way that I speak and the way that I listen to my father is very different because we've been through a lot. And my father is also very like, you know, in a place of express yourself, be open. We can talk about anything. He's pretty much very neutral. So we have a different type of connection and relationship. And also everybody in my family knows I'm the one that's just going to say whatever. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I've had to learn me saying whatever or having an opinion or having a thought on something I've had to learn. And I'm still learning how to manage that in a relationship with a man, because even though, yes, my father and I have great conversations and we're able to talk and connect and where I'm able to listen to him. And I had him in my life, all of my life. I still had daddy issues that I had to overcome and that I've broken through. I still had to learn how to communicate and how to, listen and communicate with men that it doesn't mean that just because you had somebody in your house that there's no learning curve like you missed the learning curve so i mean or you were afforded to miss the learning curve so to speak now you were gonna say something with with daddy issues Mm -hmm. i think sometimes mommy issues too mommy issues yeah for sure Mm -hmm. it's hard for people to unpack those because Sometimes, a lot of times, people kind of shame you for having mommy issues or daddy issues. Sometimes, maybe yeah. without even knowing it. You know, yeah. people put that little twist on it. Uh, 
she got daddy issues. Yeah. Ah, he got mommy issues. Ah, you need to get over your daddy issues. Some people shame you. They put that little twist on it when they even in saying it, um, they um they downplay it. Yeah. They downplay it. So sometimes it's hard to unpack those issues, especially in front of somebody. Because yeah, people people sure. who haven't either admitted that they have them or have had them, or some people don't even realize that they themselves have has have had mommy issues or daddy issues, you know. They won't admit it. Some yeah. people won't admit it. So when you're dealing with people that won't admit or won't acknowledge that they've had them or maybe have not had them, it's hard to unpack those in front of them, those yeah. issues, and address those issues in front of them. People really, really, you know, downplay that and can make a person feel bad about having mommy issues or daddy issues. And it's not their fault. Yeah. It's not, you were a child. It's not your fault. So. You know, that could be tough, too, man. There's so many, so many layers to it, you know. And, and it's two things that you said. And to, for one, it's important to unpack a lot of things with yourself. That's why it's important for people not to get in relationships prior to doing some self-discovery. It doesn't mean that you're going to discover everything and you're going to, you know, uproot <laughs> all of these things that you process and go through prior to getting in a relationship. But it's really good to do a self-analysis and a self-assessment. I do one. Um, I used to do it quarterly. Now I do it once a year. And it's just me kind of like doing a self-assessment, a self-evaluation. And I also include my closest core friends. What have you noticed about me? Mm. Where have you seen growth? Where have you seen me kind of re, re, um, repeat oh, the same thing over and over again? What I was doing in 2012, I'm still doing from a negative standpoint. Like I involve my friends because sometimes the people in your close circle, they see things that you can't see no matter how introspective you are. And I'm very introspective. There's things that I'm going to miss. Right. However, if people in your close circle and people that you allow in your space to speak into you, they can say, yeah, Britt, I see you've been, you know, you've been doing this for some time or I notice, hey, you've grown in this. I see that you don't struggle with this anymore. Um, and and the other thing is, I think that's why I think it's important to do to have some real internal assessment and journaling and therapy and having a coach because those things can pull out if there is any type of parental issue. What I would also like to do is simplify daddy issues and mommy issues. You needed something that you didn't get and you had an issue with it and they happen to be your mother and father. Bah, that's, that's it. it. That's <laughs> like it. that. That's it. Let's not make this because everybody has them. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you had two family home, one family home, if your mother dropped you off at the at the fire station or if she kept you and she loved you and she it doesn't matter what type of life you had. There is some element because our parents didn't they didn't have every single tool in the toolbox. No. They didn't have every single tool. So there was something that they missed because they were humans that they didn't give us. So it was something yeah. that we needed. We didn't get it. We had an issue with it. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened to be connected to yeah, our mother My mom was 16. There's no way she could have had everything in the toolbox. Right. 16. Like, yeah. it's, it's impossible. Remember yourself at 16 years old. <laughs> if right. you had anything in the toolbox at that time. <laughs> right? Just probably had screws. Screws didn't even have anything to put it in the wall It might have been Fisher-Price tools in there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Seriously. Yeah, that's a yeah, so good way to simplify it and, you know, try to help people not be ashamed of it and try to make yeah. people stop downplaying it and stop shaming people like i said sometimes people may not even know but that's what you're doing when you say stuff like that like i said even in the tone sometimes the people say it you know you make people you know cower into themselves they don't want to open up they don't uh address those things or unpack those things yeah Look, Mike, we said we was going to only do 30, 35, 40 minutes. <laughs> and we both knew that that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. Both, exactly. Exactly. But hey, you, okay. So two things. 
Um, one, I would like for, from a male perspective, what would you like to see as a whole? And this obviously doesn't apply to every single man and what they want. And this doesn't apply to every single woman that you have this issue or whatever the case may be. But what would you like to see practically women do differently when in conversation, when in these relationships, whether it's with, you know, as a father or in a relation, in a romantic relationship, what would you like to see us as women to be better listeners um, and under, and being able to appreci- appreciate the value in what you speak. What could we do practically different? Get a notebook. <laughs> Get a notebook. Okay. And write it down. Don't chop the conversation off. Don't chop the phrase off. Don't cut the man figure, father, husband, boyfriend off mid-sentence. If you got something you want to say or something you want to respond to, let's just say for the sake of saying you may not want to lose your thought, write it down. Let the man complete his thought. Seek clarity. That was like one of the biggest bullet points that we came up with. Yeah. Seek clarity. Seek clarity. If you don't get it or if you don't understand, if it's not making sense, it's okay to say to your boyfriend, your husband, your father, make it make sense. Because that's the thing on our side, you know, you have to make it make sense. Now you can't expect somebody or want somebody or almost demand somebody to listen to you and you're not making sense, you know? So you have to be able to make sense. You have to be able to, like I said, troubleshoot, problem solve you know offer guidance offer insight employ logic it's a lot of things that you have to be able to do if you want somebody to listen and if you get downright mad because somebody is not listening to you you have to be saying something yeah you know but yeah ask them to make it make sense ask for a breakdown you know and really try to understand you know don't just listen yeah like i say please don't just listen so yeah, write it down, ask for clarity, and really open your mind and try to understand and remember that we play for the same team. I like that. So where can the people find you? Where can they find you on social media? Um, social media, I'm on Facebook under my real name, Mike Ivy. <laughs> uh, not a lot of Facebook presence. Maybe I need to improve on that. I am on Instagram under Ivy League, that's I-V-E-Y League with two underscores and under the advice of one of my close female friends, <laughs> I have started a Twitch. So I'm learning Twitch and you can find me on Twitch under the same handle, Ivy League with two underscores. Mike, thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Uh, this was actually really good. There was a lot of nuggets, um, a lot of things pulled <laughs> that I could pull out of this conversation as some sound bites. Um, but I appreciate you giving your perspective and being transparent. I appreciate your transparency for sure. Um, and the fact that you felt, you know, safe and good and, and good to have this conversation with me and knowing that I, I was going to share it with my listeners. Yes, I do. I do. So I appreciate you. We will talk soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. If this is your first time with me, you can find me on social media at Meet Brittany Nicole, and you can visit my website, meetbrittanynicole.me. I'm giving away free stuff every single week. All you have to do is go to my website, meetbrittanynicole.me, click on the link that says free stuff, type in your name and your email address, and you're in there. From there, I'm going to send you free stuff every single week. So be sure to share this episode and subscribe if you haven't already. And as always, love and evolution.